Hey, Adam. Yes. Are you ready to join and jump aboard the carousel? Let's do it. I call the pumpkin carriage. <laughs> That's my impression of me getting on the carousel. The Carousel of Comments? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, the Carousel of Comments. That's right. So this is our new feature where we just kind of, we review uh, comments from our dear listeners. Yes. Not not because we're insecure or afraid or... or well, not not because... Embittered. <laughs> not not because we're all those things either. Well, we become that after we start reading them sometimes. Sometimes. No, we get... You know what? We're going to look at some, some, some haters and some lovers, but it's mostly love, which is great. But we, 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 have, we, we court controversy sometimes. We Why do. Why is that? I don't know. I yeah. don't know. Well, we do like a little bit of controversy, Peter. But here's a pro tip: uh, if we're if we're if we're really scanning all the comments here, yes. unfiltered comments. Yes. Don't follow any of the links. <laughs> That's right. If it's just a link, don't a, follow it. Yeah. So those of you that that just consume YouTube and don't have a channel, you might not realize this, but they're comments that thankfully the algorithm actually filters out which is funny because if you think about some of the youtube comments you've seen as horrible as they are you're yeah. like what there's things worse than that oh yeah, yeah yeah there's a lot of um you know just spam and pornography and different links that you only see on the back end of the youtube system thankfully here's so a, we have to skip over those <laughs> here's a here's an address you've never heard of dot xyz that doesn't sound good <laughs> that doesn't sound legit it doesn't sound legit i mean our our listeners and viewers have some funny handles but they, it's usually not that they do yeah they do yeah all right, so how does this work again? We're just going to go through these comments. And, yes. Oh, okay, I, I get it now. And we're going to talk mostly about last week. So this is YouTube, but this is about, we did an episode, which was really a lot of fun, uh, that got a lot of uh, feedback and a lot of strong feelings on both sides about the real book and about fake books in general. Yeah. Uh, and the name of it, it was last week's, you'll hear it, episode, yeah. was How Bad Is The Real Book, Comma? Actually. Actually. Yeah. Which gives it a little bit of... How bad is it actually? And the whole the whole the implication is it's bad. It's, it it's is certainly, but well, it's pretty bad. Yeah. And well, the, uh, but the premise of the episode is that we were getting dusty. We were going back to the original right. versions of the standards, like all the things you are, and but not for yeah. me, and things like that. That you know, d down to like I found a version of Jerome Kern playing something in 1940. You right. know, of all the things you are, and like what does that sound like? But what's great about that is, and this is the slippery slope which we often slide on yeah. here at the You'll Hear podcast, is that. You know, you did a great job of compiling these like OG versions of the tunes, but they weren't OG enough for some of our listeners, apparently. And you know what? Like, funny? we thought we were being really authentic, you know? Well, no, and but we even <laughs> qualified it. Do you remember this? I qualified it by yeah. saying, like, listen, some people are really obsessed with the OG versions. We are not. That's true. I literally spent a couple hours on Wikipedia and Spotify. <laughs> so if you found. OG or versions, let yeah. me know. And then still, some people were angry at us for not having yeah. the OGest of the OG version. But a lot like, of people just let us know, which was actually super cool. I know. So that's, we're going to get into actually, that. Actually, that's what I wanted because yeah. I, I do want to know what are the uh, the oldest versions. But you know, the hate, man, the hate can get get, yeah. get you down sometimes. But anyway, so this first comment, um, I think, is just hilarious, and this is great. We have we have we have just a very smart and witty audience yeah, yeah. which makes sense because look at us come on you know what i'm saying smart and witty begets humble. smart and witty humble handsome. humble humble handsome yeah. and yeah. smart yeah. and witty um so this is from s2 turbine <laughs> if your real book still has the page for all the things you are 
it's either brand new or you haven't been playing. <laughs> LOL. <laughs> That's so true, man. That's right. You're not going to get all of me. You're not going to get all the things you are. You're not going to be get, so tattered if it is there. It's you're gonna not going to get a sleeping bee. You might not even get a night in, in Tunisia. Tunisia. That's Tunisia. Right. You might not. That's get right. That. Yeah, That's yeah. right. Um, remember, and it had the uh, w- what is that kind of binder on the real book? Yeah, like that plastic. It, yeah. it wasn't a ring. Well, it was kind of a ring, but it had like an opening. It on was it. like from Kinko's. You yeah, get, you know, the Baton music owner would go down to Kinko's, right? And have get a whole bunch of printed up. up. I guess it really like depends a trench on, coat on. Yeah, it depends on where you got it, right? That's right. That would make sense. But it was never spiral bound. It was plastic spiral. It was bound. like that plastic, like claw spiral. <laughs> yeah. But I think to S two Turbine's point, what he's talking about is you know once you have the real book for you know a couple of days, yeah, that front cover is getting ripped off. That's somehow. right. Like it's because you get thrown in the back of your car with your music stand and That's your right. bass or whatever. That's right. And then it just gets torn off. It's yeah. It gets thrown in backpacks and luggage and yeah. Yep. Uh, would you like to choose the next one, or would you like me to forage, forage, or forage ahead? Um, let's see. Oh, I like this one actually. This is good. <laughs> this is from Data and Dito. Data and Ditto. So this is wow. This is from the same episode. How bad is the real book actually? And this really has nothing to do with the episode yeah. at all. But it's wow, Peter Martin. I remember recording your entry for the Monk competition back in the 90s at Sea Saint Studio, mm. then mixed you live in the French Quarter at the Jazz Parlor on Bourbon wow. Street. Awesome playing is always good to see you. So you know this? this yeah, team? well, I'm trying to think who this is. Obviously an engineer, and I remember a couple of the engineers. So Sea Saint Studio was a legendary studio um, that was owned by Alan Toussaint in New Orleans in the 7th Ward. It was actually right, as I recall, next to or behind his house. And it was a house, which mm. was hilarious. And it was like... It was like if you design, if you had a bunch of money and taste and class, like Alan Toussaint. Do you, are you familiar with Alan Toussaint? Much? Yes. Because yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm never like he was a had some huge hits. Yeah. But it was kind of a regional and a time thing, you know. But just you know, a huge influence on modern R and B and and just music in general. And it just a yeah. genius guy. Well, when I was a kid, he was at that age where he was being profiled a lot on like yeah. CBS News and stuff right. like that. Right, right, right. So I would see him on the news. But he was a wonderful just a wonderful man and was really kind to a lot of young musicians. We used to go over and he'd give us free studio time when we couldn't afford it. I was, cool. you know, Nicholas Payton, Victor Goins and Brian Blade and Chris Thomas and myself, we'd always be up in there, but he had this really cool studio that literally had shag carpeting on the walls, Love it. but which was great for absorbing sound and mold. Yeah, of course. <laughs> sure. Shag carpet on the walls. On the walls. That's in a studio environment. <laughs> For those of you who haven't spent much time in the pus-filled, smoke-ridden, drug-infested oh, come on, music yeah. Uh, well. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> They've seen the documentaries. Yeah. yeah. No, it, it, that's a that's a bold statement. Yeah. To put the, but know. I totally forgot about that recording. Yeah, I did the entry thing for the monk competition, and then the jazz parlor. I totally forgot about that club. That was a big thing because they wanted to. They had a very nicely financed club. I can't remember who it was, which mafia group was financing it at the time, but um, it was like a really nice jazz club on Bourbon Street. Which those of you that have been to Bourbon Street, there hasn't been a jazz club there. Certainly not a nice one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like people are like, I want to hear some jazz. Don't go to Bourbon Street. You're going to hear like Taylor Swift covers yeah. and get, you know, 50 cent go cups pretty much. Yeah, I mean, I think we did that one night. And, and But remember, we walked down Bourbon Street. It was like, there's no jazz there. We did it just to do it. And yeah. It's not, I mean, you're just going to get yeah. puked on. And- but they did have this was like in the early 90s. They had a club there for a while. Really nice club. With nice. The killer Steinway and stuff. So next comment on this video on how bad is the real book actually. This is, this guy wins, uh, his name is 
Buddha Bill. Buddha Bill. Buddha Bill. Is that Bob DeBoo? <laughs> it's Bill DeBoo. <laughs> it's Boo DeBill. Boo DeBill. He wins the award for the dustiest comment. <laughs> so far. So far. So far. After after caveating this with like, <laughs> we know this isn't like the original. This is just, you know, far back. So we, so we did Stella Bar Starlight, and the one I chose was Frank Sinatra's version. Young Frank Sinatra, 1940-something. Yeah. And I forget. But it was really just a couple of years after Stella by Starlight was composed. Yeah. It was the first big hit along yeah. with Tommy Dorsey's version of Stella by... Or Tommy Dorsey? Someone. Uh, but it was one of the first big hits of Stella yeah. that, that there ever was. And this guy says, you guys could have dug deeper on Stella. <laughs> the Victor Young chords from the original movie version hold the B-flat pedal for four bars, then descend with the bass. Then he returns with a C-sharp diminished seven on the last four bars. It's on YouTube. <laughs> it's on YouTube. YouTube. <laughs> now, okay, so here's the thing. As as Okay, uh, Boomer. Okay, Boomer. No, as much as that is a very... Uh, uh, he he led with you guys could have dug deeper for Stella, which he's is, true. He's true. It's, it's true. true. And you know we try to caveat that, but I learned something here. I didn't even think to look on YouTube for these dusty <laughs> versions. I was looking at like like sheet music. Dot yeah. org. I was looking yeah. at like you know of course Wikipedia. I was googling like crazy, but I didn't really think about YouTube for looking for original changes from especially from some of the movies. That's a great idea, Buddha Bill. Thank you. Yep. Yep. Good stuff. Um, when I go to get dusty again, I'm going straight to the old YouTube's. Right, exactly. Um, okay, so here we've got, um, this is just kind of a complimentary one of you, and I wanted to highlight um, in case folks on the pod here, because we're going straight audio right now, um, might not have known about the great video you did about the Clavinet grooves. I really enjoyed that one that a couple weeks fun. back. And fun. Al Vaz said, more videos like this, please. Thanks. See, that's just like, a, it's a request, and it's a thank you in advance. I yeah. love it. You got some more coming like that? Yeah, I'm always thinking of like different ways to get uh, some of those, I really, I actually want to do a whole series of grooves. I was thinking about doing a Brazilian one because mm. you know that course we have with Elio Alves, Brazilian jazz piano, yeah. available exclusively on Open Studio. He does all these play-alongs with these, with like bossa, like three different kinds of bossa nova grooves, right. samba grooves, uh, uh, bayou, uh, bayon, bayou, yeah, bayon. No, that's Germany. Oh, <laughs> by uh, or, or bear. That's bear. the Monsanto out in Alabama. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> by uh, Afache, Afache, like, right. a, a ton of different stuff. So, hey, what'd you call me? I was thinking about doing a Brazilian grooves one. I was also thinking about doing just straight up like so. The whole th the, what I did with the clavinet grooves is we just looped like Superstition and Use Me from Bill Withers and a Parliament groove. I th I think I could do a whole a whole thing on the meters Ooh, oh come on count me in you know what i mean count me in because it's the just meter made i got some for you they're just hanging out on those grooves for a long time anyway yeah. you could loop it like three times and it'd be like four minutes long you know right you know what i'm saying or what if you what if i did one on like prince prince grooves like wouldn't Ooh. that be like like synth, yeah. synth grooves but it was all like prince or more stay in the time yeah i, I have some ideas on more groove get, work get, get, get your minneapolis vibe on you know what i'm saying and then, or you could Put also your North Face jacket on. Of course, you could also I do. I don't know why. You could also do James Brown, but you know, a lot uh, of not a lot. Get of, up off of that thing. Not a lot of keys in the James Brown, but have you no. ever practiced some D, of those? D, a lot of D, a lot of D. Yeah, no, but uh, some practicing some of those guitar grooves on the keys, even discipline. It, you got yeah. You could do bass and guitar on good the stuff. on the piano. Yeah, really hard to do, but really really good stuff. That's no, great. You could have just left it at more to come, as it says. But thank, thank you for that deep dive on what's to come. I'm I just, I've got a lot to say. <laughs> thank you for plotting it out. No, you know what it time. is? So if you, if you, I just, I, I'm so passionate about this, Peter. <laughs> we talked about this a little bit. If you haven't practiced, like just groove-based playing, That's right. you're missing out.
That's it's right. a lot of fun. No, it's true, and it's and it's very much like when we talk about restrictive practice, which we're big believers in. It's one of our mantras here at Open Studio. Um, groove practice really lends itself to the because you're restricted to to grooving, you know, and you don't need to be moving around a lot. That's why the James Brown stuff, the meter, a lot of that stuff is great. You know, there's a time to practice harmony and moving around, but there's a time to practice grooves as well. Um, okay, so back to the how bad is the real book episode from last week? We had music. Now, how did they get that handle on YouTube? Music. They must have been an early adopter. They must have. <laughs> they said, I think they meant fake books, what they called it in those days. So this makes me realize that we have some generational gaps. Yep. You know, I think they're, I think music's trying to say, okay, boomer to us, basically. Maybe. Because we said real book. They're like, oh, they're fake books back then. But, they, but the, the real book was a thing. Right. It was a specific fake It was book. a brand of fake books. Yeah, it was. Fake books was even earlier, I believe right? the origin of the real book was from Berkeley College of Music. I think yeah. actually some pretty famous musicians might have been I involved think, in compiling it. And they loved Steve Swallow, apparently. Because I think Steve Swallow <laughs> was one of those musicians. <laughs> really? Perhaps, yeah. Okay, good. Um, I think Pat Metheny might have been involved in Ooh. putting together the first real book wow. when he was a did child. Did he go to Berkeley? I think he did, yeah. Wow. I could be wrong. Someone will correct us, but okay. uh, I heard some lore about it. But, yeah. you know, before the real book there, that's from the 70s, and, and they had great intentions. They were trying to get the changes from things like Bebop charts, right? Yeah, from Bebop right. records. But before oh, yeah, that, somebody tells us this a little later. We're going to get to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But before that, you know, there were all these regional, regional, regional fake books, mostly for any kind, well, not mostly, for literally any kind of music. Right. Like, so if you played in an Italian accordion ensemble, there were fake books for that or polka wow. ensemble. There were. Really? Yeah, fake books for every kind of music. Because there was, I don't know if you knew this, Peter. But Not there for was, funk. You can't fake the funk. You can't fake the funk. There was a whole class of working class musician back mm. in the day before there were, uh, you know. Stars. Well, no, before there was like. Uh, Rick Beato. Com computers. And, okay. Oh, computers. Got it. You know, no, but like back in the 30s, 40s, 50s, and 60s, yeah. there was tons of bands, tons of live music, tons of people playing these tunes, and all these fake books came up. There's, I've seen some regional dance band fake books I played out of one time. Wow. From the 50s that were incredible. Really? They were just, it was like. Preci precision? It was like, it was like being in a Wes Anderson movie of <laughs> adorableness, right? Nice. Just like the fonts. And the the insignia and everything, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, like yeah. it was it was very cool, very cool. That's awesome. Yeah. So this comment I liked from Vin about the the real book uh, episode. I use the real book for framework of it if I need to learn a tune on the stand. All the tunes I actually play myself. I just learn from my favorite records and throw a spin on it. That that's really cool, and I like that. You know. Um, oh, I thought this was from Vin Diesel, the actor. It's from Vin Doozle. So no no relation, baby. But. Um, I, I think that's probably, I know we're very dogmatic about the not using the fake and stuff, but that's probably more most people's actual usage of this, you know, and that's great. Like when you go, you know, make that effort to go and learn it off the recordings, but don't, don't use the fake book as a total crutch, I would say. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Um, now, da Dar Z3 says, if one is talking about jazz, today's players do not care about harmony. So this discussion is academic. I saw that. That's wow. silly. That is. I mean, true. Players, yeah. no, of course Is there not, not a harmonic? Yeah, I guess. You they, think Sullivan Fortner doesn't care about harmony? Well, you're talking about the, the, yeah, the good players, of yeah, course. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I I just, I think it's. And then I had a little bit of personal, ac a little accusation. Jim Baker, the famous The preacher. famous Reverend? <laughs> Reverend Baker. No, I think he had two Ks or two A's or something. Um, Peter, please stop touching your freaking keyboard while music is playing. Uh, okay. So, you know what? He said freaking. He is a, a preacher. <laughs> This is the thing, Jim, Mr. Baker, sir. Um, 
Players got to play. A play. <laughs> you know what? Sue me. I love to play music. <laughs> no, actually, we have to play a little bit so we don't get copyright strikes. That's not true. You we, just we're made hoping. That up. <laughs> well, you know, hopefully, if you play along with it, it sounds different and it can't pick it up. We don't know. I like to play music. I'm sorry. Yeah, no. Sometimes the spirit moves you. I've, I don't. I don't. Man, yeah. I like it when you play along. It sounds great. Yeah. Uh, loser, loser, Droog. <laughs> loser. That's a good name. Uh, loser Droog <laughs> says St. Louis in here. What's up? <laughs> Digging all the local references. I got my real book at Baton too. I once found six original Beatles records in the free bin at Vintage Vital. Yeah. Water damaged covers. That's those are. You might as well. He might as well just said toasted ravioli, Emo's pizza. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> the Arch Forest Park. That's right. Yeah. Delmar Divide. That's the right. only things St. Louis people. Where'd you go to high school? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, okay, so here's I like you know when people make a comment on a video that was so long ago or episode. It wasn't even so long ago. We've just done so many. We totally forgot about that. Do you remember our How Does That Work series? Our franchise? Nope. Oh, you don't. We, we used to do a little thing called How Does That Work. Oh, nice. um, and with such subjects as playing out, how does that work? Um, and we did one. This might have been an Adam Manis solo episode. This was a solo you'll hear it episode. Do you remember this was season five? Well, do you episode four? Do you remember Peter? Because you would sometimes do 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 this thing where you would go to the airport, you get on a plane, you'd fly somewhere, you play music for the people in that city, and right. you'd come back home to your city. It was Meanwhile, a whole thing. While, while I'm doing that, you're here sneaking in an extra bonus episode. Well, I got to keep the got to <laughs> keep the you'll hear itters happy, right? A podcaster's got to podcast. Players got so play. So Crawford's got a pod. made a comment on that playing out. I mean, we've done other playing out episodes. Said that try the concept is awesome. Never heard of doing that before. Super cool. Okay, you don't have much to add to that. That's okay. It's all good. No, it's really good. I'm looking over some uh, comments here from. So I did a. I did learn the first chorus of Giant Steps in 30 minutes last week, which mm. was really, really yeah. fun. And Shayla, who, shout out to Shayla. She's on a lot of our lives on YouTube, says, I've got smaller hands. I can only reach a ninth, C to D. So I use a lot of arm weight, concentrating on chord shapes, lifting and rolling my hands to the changes. Otherwise, I cramp up. And then Sam had a really nice comment here. The great pianist and composer Scriabin could only stretch a ninth, and his mm. music is incredibly challenging. I also have small hands stretching only ninth. I just keep working at it. I think that's really great. That's some positivity in yeah. some YouTube comments. That doesn't happen every day, and I love it. That's awesome. Um, here we go on the also on the Giant Steps uh, thirty minute from last week that you did GPS from Dave Hill. That was so fun. I made Chewbacca sounds trying to reconcile the fingerings, especially over the F sharp D flat chasm with a two four finger combo and my <laughs> my raccoon like mitts. Hmm. <laughs> Leave that alone. Interesting transcribing sax solos to the piano. They force some tough fits. I kept waiting to hear. I don't think the Empire had Wookiees in mind when they designed her, Chewie. Um, don't get it, actually. I don't get it either. <laughs> but you know what? I mean, I, I know Star Wars. Oh, that but... might be a, a quote, actually, now that I think about it. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. Don't... But that's, but Dave makes a good point, and I like we like playing around with this, you know, transcribing different instruments, the things that it technically requires of us. Of course, you're getting the great concepts of John Coltrane, harmonic and, and melodic ideas and rhythmic and all these fun things, but just the things that it forces us to do uh, hand position-wise and technique, I think, is really important. All right, let's end here with one last comment from How Bad Is The, is the Real Book Actually? And this is just, this is the kind of love that I love to see on YouTube from David, David Friel. <laughs> the question is, does it fit the tune as it, and is it in the style? Correct don't mean shit. 
Lionel Grigson and Dick Hyman had better books, but they aren't giant doorstops. So idiots who love paper and hate storage space no longer buy them. A good guide for jazz players is if you can't hear it, you shouldn't be playing it. If you need a book, you've picked the wrong tune. Now, let me let me just respond to that. I can't tell. Do I totally agree with him or totally disagree? Here's the thing. If he would have started with the last two sentences, a good guide for jazz players is if you can't hear it, you shouldn't be playing it. If you need a book, you've picked the wrong tune. But I've already kind of decided I don't really like David (laughs) by the time he said, so that idiots who love paper and hate storage space no longer buy them. I just feel like, I mean, you're not wrong, but you're you're just seem kind of angry there, David. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, we we can't end on that. We can't end on that. All right, how about the next one from John? (laughs) Fabulous, guys. Keep them coming. Yeah, you'll you'll hear it. You'll hear it. Um, Hey, Adam, got two of your courses. Terrific. Thanks so much. How about stride piano lessons? That would be a fun thing for us to do. Oh, here's a good one to end on because we're going to we're gonna pay it forward a little bit. Guitarist Mike Moreno has a fantastic series, Standards mm. from Film, where he transcribes actual film scores with soundtracks ending up as jazz standards, mm. as in the old version of The Mummy with the song Beautiful Love. It's mm. true. Mike's, uh, Mike Moreno, who's an amazing jazz guitarist yeah. uh, in New York City, uh, has a great uh, series called Standards from Films. Go check it out. It really is special. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. All right, one more paying it forward to our friends. Uh, what software do you use for the slowed down notes and audio? This is from your Giant Steps. We'll use it on many of the videos, especially the GPSs. That's SoundSlice, our good friends. That's right. Adrian um, out of Chicago and Amsterdam and that's his right. wonderful team over there. Check them. We have a channel over there where we put up different things and stuff. So, um, all right, are you ready to uh, disembark the carousel? Slow it down. (laughs) Slow it down. Are you ready to hop off that little pink uh, unicorn you you jumped on? Hey, don't. Watch out for that horn. (laughs) Don't hop off until the ride has come to a complete stop, (laughs) Stop. Peter. That's right. You're going to hurt yourself. That's right. Well, until next week's cavalcade of comments on the carousel of dreams. (laughs) You'll hear it. (laughs) 